Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. There are scenes of savage violence and chaos across the U.S. as thousands take to the streets, protesting the death of George Floyd at the hands of police. This sixth day of demonstrations has been far from peaceful. These pictures are in from New York overnight, showing a police car ramming through a wall of protesters. The rage felt by citizens across the country has now reached the White House, while in Los Angeles, a state of emergency has been declared. And in Minneapolis, where George Floyd died, a truck has just been driven into a crowd of protesters packed together on a bridge. Oh, my God. Damn. A nation consumed by anger as we go to air with no end to the violence in sight. We have team coverage this morning, beginning with Ashley Mullaney in Minneapolis, where the unrest began. Ash, in recent days, we've seen the violence explode in the evenings. Police are on high alert there for another night of chaos. Yeah, for a sixth night and we are seeing demonstrators out here in Minneapolis tonight. It is past uh, the 8 o'clock curfew right now and we are seeing a heavy police presence. Uh, as you can see, there are officers behind me, well, in every direction right now, really. Uh, we'll take you over here to the I-35 West Bridge where there is uh, a large group of officers in riot gear. You can see they're actually running up uh, the hill onto the bridge. They've been very much on the offensive both last night and tonight to clear away protesters who are breaching that curfew. As you can see, uh, these are live pictures of the state patrol unit supported by uh, the National Guard here on the ground. But certainly there has been uh, a, different, uh, a different approach by, by the police after days of looting, arson and riots in the street here in Minneapolis, Anne. Ash, are police uh, turning more aggressive in response to the protesters? Yeah, well, it seems last night we saw a real turning point, Anne, and that was that anyone who stayed past this curfew would feel the wrath of the police, and and they unleashed tear gas and and flash grenades last night. We've seen the similar scenes uh, down here tonight, and and once again, we'll just show you over to how heavily armed uh, these police are. You can see also these uh, these vehicles that they've got out here at the moment. We're just keeping an eye on the police moving up because there have been uh, groups of protesters. 
Back over here, uh, we'll just get Cam to come over toward this fuel station here, which is where it seems there is still uh, a small gathering of protesters uh, in the distance there. What we've seen, Anne, is that the situation can go from being really calm to just absolutely explosive in a matter of seconds here. And Ash, what happened uh, when that truck uh, travelled over the bridge and ploughed into protesters earlier today? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of confusion and this was a look like an, uh, a fuel tanker that drove onto this bridge where we are where we are right now, the I-35 West Bridge, which was packed with thousands of protesters at the time. It looks as though the truck driver has come down that bridge at quite some speed before coming to a halt. We understand that he was pulled out of the vehicle shirtless and, uh, and held by these protesters until police arrived. He was taken into custody and taken to hospital. Uh, it doesn't appear as though any of those protesters were injured, but the police are looking into the motive of that driver and whether this was something deliberate. Uh, there is so much tension right across the country right now. Here is where the, the match was first lit. Uh, but what we are seeing amongst all these hellish scenes, though, are also moments of hope across the country. Officers trying to bridge the divide between police and protesters. <laughs> Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. These cops love you. Law enforcement, we are our own worst enemies many times. We don't call out wrong. We don't call it out and say wrong is wrong. We delay sometimes. In this case, these folks are frustrated. It's a systemic issue. So another tense night on uh, the streets here in Minneapolis and once again with the National Guard out in numbers to support police, uh, hoping that this will be a little calmer than last night. Stay safe, Ash. Thank you very much. Let's bring in Paul Caddock on the ground in Los Angeles. Paul, a curfew is now in effect there. Are people taking any notice of the order? Good morning, and yeah, I'm here in Santa Monica, a beachside suburb of Los Angeles, and a curfew has been in effect here for two and a half hours, but you might be able to tell uh, behind me it's having very little effect at all. Uh, what started as a peaceful protest uh, this morning has uh, unfortunately uh, descended into, uh, into violence and vandalism uh, behind me. Uh, that's a surf store that has been uh, looted uh, almost completely. We see cars of people rolling up, people getting out, run into the store, grab things and go. Uh, next door, funnily enough, um, Another business, a Thai restaurant, is uh, trying to board up uh, there where their window has been smashed in. You might be able to see uh, in the windows they've got the Black Lives Matter uh, hashtag there, saying that they support what the protesters uh, have been uh, have been trying to make their point, demanding justice for George Floyd. As I said, there's a peaceful protest this morning here in Santa Monica uh, involving hundreds of people. And what we are seeing more and more is this distinction between the protesters, the people who are genuinely making their voices heard, about issues of racial injustice here in America. And then there are what the, the LA mayor has called um, a small group of individuals trying to hijack this moment, trying to hijack this movement uh, and, and take advantage uh, you know, the people who are keen on destruction rather than justice. So it's the difference between the protesters and the looters. There is very much a distinction here. A curfew was ordered here in Santa Monica when the trouble started. Uh, is the area was flooded with police. There is basically a blue wall uh, around the 
the CBD police trying to deal with various positions, uh, various situations breaking up. And it's not just here, across greater Los Angeles. We now have uh, problems with shopping centres being attacked and looted in Long Beach. Uh, and in downtown Los Angeles, we've just seen video of a, a police car which looks like it may have run into a protester, uh, and as we've seen a big crowd outside City Hall there. So there's a state of emergency here for Los Angeles. The National Guard is here, uh, and all police services are on alert, but they are certainly have their work cut out for them. The mayor of Los Angeles saying that, yes, this is a small group of individuals calling for, for calm and peace and a better way ahead. Here's the, uh, the mayor from earlier today. We must not allow any who feast off of chaos, who hunger for division, who want to replace peaceful protest with images of a nation coming apart. We must not let them win. Powerful words from the city's mayor there, Paul. Even with the curfew, what can we expect to see in the next few hours? Well, uh, LA is again a city on edge. There are curfews that will cover indeed the entire Los Angeles metropolitan area in place within the next hour or so. The National Guard. Uh, local uh, officials all on alert for what, uh, what more trouble there, there may be as uh, this city tries to deal with being sympathetic for people who are protesting for Black Lives Matter, for George Floyd, but wary of the, uh, the destruction that some are taking advantage of uh, in places here like Santa Monica. Take it easy, Paul. Paul Caddick there in L.A. Thank you very much. Let's bring in Amelia Brace now in Washington, D.C., where protesters have encircled the White House. Amelia, there are reports President Trump was taken to an underground bunker as protesters rallied outside the White House. Yeah, that's right, and that just gives you an idea of the seriousness of the situation here. This is what the White House has looked like for a few days, though, and it's understood that at some point during that period, the situation got so dangerous that the Commander-in-Chief had to be taken to that safe house. Now, we have not seen Donald Trump today. We've not seen him uh, since he was in Florida yesterday. This is very typical of what we're seeing constantly here actually, and these uh, altercations between protesters and police as they try to push closer to the White House behind me. Police fight back. There was a spray of rubber bullets not long ago. Everyone comes racing down the street and then they slowly work their way back. And that's exactly what we have seen today. And what these people want is to hear from their president. As I said, we've not heard from Donald Trump today uh, other than on Twitter. And there are reports that his staff inside the White House behind me tonight are encouraging him to make a president address to speak to the American people but it's 9 30 p.m. here now on the East Coast and we're yet to hear anything and Amelia is the violence there centered on the White House or also in the outer suburbs of Washington very much centred on the White House and the target here is very clear. The only time today that we've seen it move is when there has been an altercation here with police, where there's been tear gas or there have been rubber bullets or at one stage when police raised their weapons. And then, as I said, people just run into these surrounding streets, probably only a block or two away from the White House, and it doesn't take long for them to bring their protest back here. In saying that, uh, the mayor here has decided to bring in 
in a curfew here tonight and has also mobilized the National Guard. And I can tell you that the entire area over here, beautiful buildings that we're used to seeing in movies, uh, it's completely trash. Windows are smashed. There's graffiti everywhere. It's just almost unrecognizable as the capital. Oh, terrible scenes there. Do these uh, crowded demonstrations, um, do they spike concerns of new outbreaks of coronavirus? Being in one, you wouldn't think so. And amazingly, Washington, D.C., uh, Los Angeles and Chicago are three places in the United States that aren't quite successfully bending the curve. They are the three particular places that authorities want people to still be social distancing, to still be wearing masks. But that is absolutely not happening, as you can see here. People are packed in. So there are concerns from people that this will potentially see another outbreak in each of those cities and, of course, in places like New York. And what about the protesters? Are they locals? Ash, President Trump has tweeted they're from out of town. Who are these people who are protesting on the streets there? Here in Washington, D.C., it is obviously difficult to tell. Uh, most of them do appear to be local to the area. Um, uh, D.C. is quite an interesting town. It's similar to Canberra in a sense that a lot of people move here to work in the government. So they are quite politically mindful and politically active. And so often we do see protests and things here in D.C. In places like Minneapolis, though, and certain counties in L.A., even New York, that is where we are definitely seeing people come from other areas into these towns basically just to cause trouble. Amelia Brace, live in Washington, D.C. Look after yourself, Amelia. Thank you very much. Well, the protests have gone global with chaos breaking out in cities around the world. These pictures are from London. They show demonstrators facing off against police outside the American embassy. Crowds also came together at Trafalgar Square before marching toward Downing Street. There are also powerful scenes in Germany. Thousands of protesters came together next to the famous Brandenburg Gate, holding up signs that read, Justice for George Floyd. In other news today, Australia is taking a major step out of the COVID-19 shutdown, with several states rolling back restrictions today. For many, it's our first glimpse of a return to normal life. David Woywood has the latest from Melbourne. Well, this is the moment that Victorian pubs, restaurants and cafes have now been waiting for for months. This slight easing in restrictions, it now means that up to 20 people can now gather in these venues. Of course, they will still be subject to those very tough social distancing rules, just one patron per every four square metres. It will also only be a table service. You can't get up and order your own drinks and wander around the bar. And venues will also be required to collect contact details from all patrons that do come in in case there is a coronavirus outbreak. That will help with that contact tracing. The Premier, Daniel Andrews, spoke this morning. We're doing more testing than, than any other state. We're finding cases still low, low levels, but we are still finding uh, numbers. And the key point here in public health, if you look, you'll find we don't want to go back to square one. We don't want to give back all the amazing work that every single Victorian has done. These new rules will also apply to weddings and funerals. Up to 20 people can now attend those events, while that state of emergency here in Victoria has now been extended until June 21. To Sydney now, where lockdown restrictions are also easing. Marley Hogan has more. Marley, what can New South Wales residents do as of today? 
It is a big day for New South Wales. Coronavirus restrictions will ease significantly. This is what's changing. Pubs, clubs and restaurants can welcome in up to 50 guests. Larger venues like RSLs can have more than 50 as long as the 50 guests are seated in separate dining rooms. Non-essential travel is allowed. People can go on holidays and they are being encouraged to head to the regions. Art galleries, museums, libraries are all open. Places of worship can have 50 people at a time. Funerals can have 50, weddings only 20, beauty and nail salons are also open. We're about a week booked, week and a half booked out at the moment, um, and then but we've got five rooms fully booked. The girls have been thoroughly trained over the last couple of weeks, so we are super excited but nervous at the same time. All of those businesses that are opening today will have some restrictions in place. The advice is to follow the direction of staff and the owners. Some things are not changing. You can still only welcome five guests into your home. You can only gather outside with 10 people. Gyms are still shut and those other businesses that that still have their doors closed are calling on the government to provide them with a roadmap so they can prepare for when restrictions do ease and they can also open their doors. Thanks, Miley. In Queensland, locals are less than half an hour from enjoying some newly restored freedom. The state premier brought forward the easing of COVID-19 restrictions by almost two weeks. From midday, cafes, restaurants, pubs and clubs can host 20 people. Unlimited travel within Queensland is now permitted for residents, including overnight stays. However, interstate borders will remain closed. The SES has received more than 150 calls for help after a freak storm caused havoc across Adelaide overnight. Crews responded to minor flooding, uprooted trees and roof damage in the city's northern suburbs. Power was temporarily cut to 10,000 residents after the conditions damaged electricity lines. Construction of a major Sydney rail line to the new airport will be fast-tracked under the Prime Minister's plan to revive the economy. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, good morning to you. How many jobs could this create? Well, and it should lead to some 14,000 new positions with construction now to start this year on the Western Sydney Airport Metro Rail Line, connecting the existing Western Sydney train line to the city's second airport in Badgerys Creek, due to open in six years. A shared cost of $11 billion between the federal and New South Wales governments. Prime Minister making the announcement alongside the New South Wales Premier. These are job-making investments. We are getting more projects happening now because that's the job making agenda that Australia needs, that New South Wales needs and that Western Sydney needs. Scott Morrison also flagging further support for the film and entertainment industry, one of the hardest hit by the pandemic as well. Set to unveil later this week cash grants from July for Australians to kick off the building, kick off building activity and help protect nearly 400,000 jobs in construction. Grants possibly to buy newly built housing or for certain home renovations. So that package still being finalised and the Prime Minister says preventing rorting of such a scheme remains the biggest challenge, Anne. Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. Two NASA astronauts have docked with the International Space Station after the first human spaceflight from US soil in nearly a decade. The pair met their new crewmates before going live, delivering a message to all those watching at home. In this dark time that we've had over the past several months uh, to kind of inspire, especially the young people in the United States, to, to reach for these lofty goals and work hard and look what you can accomplish. 
The mission has already made history. Yesterday's launch was the first time a private company successfully sent humans into orbit. Severe thunderstorms have caused havoc in northern India, damaging the Taj Mahal. A marble railing and two red sandstone screens in the main mausoleum of the World Heritage Site were damaged. Parts of the gardens surrounding the marble palace were destroyed with dozens of trees uprooted. A gate and the ticket and security area at the entrance of the palace also had significant damage. Buckingham Palace has released new photos of the Queen making the most of life in isolation at Windsor Castle. A photographer captured the 94-year-old monarch riding her 14-year-old fell pony Fern through the grounds of Home Park at the weekend. The Queen and Prince Philip have been in lockdown at Windsor since the coronavirus outbreak began in March. A team of 22 staff have been sent to the castle to make sure the royal pair stay safe and comfortable. Returning to our breaking news now, and riots have broken out in Boston in the US state of Massachusetts. These pictures show clashes between police and demonstrators where a squad car has just been destroyed. Anger has also erupted in New York, Washington DC and Minneapolis. Thousands of National Guard troops are preparing for more clashes after a gas tanker drove into protesters on a Minneapolis bridge. While a curfew is in place in Santa Monica in Los Angeles, where police have arrested dozens of looters. A father and son have had a fishing trip they'll never forget after being stalked by a monster great white off Perth. Todd and Marcus Ewan say the huge predator circled their five-metre boat for almost ten minutes. This is what you call a monster. Sure is a monster. The shark then swam away. The Ewans are confident they're going to need a bigger boat. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.